the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for some football? It's here. Football season starts tonight. Now, we don't count those uh, deadly, boring, excruciating NFL exhibition games. Uh, There are high school football games all over Western PA tonight. That's actual real football. And why they need to start on August 23rd, I don't know. Uh, The world hasn't been right since kids started going back to school before Labor Day, but that would have been considered child abuse way back when. Anyway, they are starting. Some kids started in school already this week, and they all, I think, go Monday. But uh, also, by the way, college football starts tomorrow, uh, and um, I'm wondering is how much. What I'm wondering about with the high school football games is how much of the games the kids will actually see. The kids who go to the games tonight. I mean, everybody used to fool around at high school football games, and watching the game uh, was a, a sometimes secondary to the social part of it. Um, but anyway, you know that they're going to all have their smartphones with them, and they'll be texting each other in the stands because you know you can't just. Watch and enjoy the game without sharing something with someone who either isn't sitting with you or isn't at the game. Uh, smartphones were a big problem for the kiddies who are going to be going back to school on Monday, most of whom will be taking their cell phones with them, by the way. After the break, we're going to talk to a psychologist who says there is a major health problem with kids right now because of those smartphones. They're addicted Uh, Meanwhile, in other news, uh, President Trump is now calling the big guy in China his enemy, and the stock market took a dive. But it's Friday, and around here on Fridays, we try to take a little break from the insanity in Washington, but that doesn't mean there isn't plenty of insanity and stupidity out there. We're going to, there's always plenty of that. Uh, We'll find some of that. Uh, Like Miley Cyrus was nice enough to provide some for us. Uh, We'll get to that. This story about her includes this line from the writer, and this is not at some whacked-out website. It's NBCNews.com, and the story about Miley, there is this sentence. As the status quo, heterosexuality is just not working. Just think about that for a minute. It's not... Heterosexuality is just not working. It's kind of like saying breathing isn't working. But I think you could probably find a couple of billion people around the world who might disagree with that. We'll take a look at that in our second half hour. And we have the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week in a week full of jerks. So stick around and try to stay off your cell phone for 15 minutes. We had Rocky Blyer here to talk about his work with Miracle League in Moon Township. Fields for athletes with special needs. Jim Leland, the Pirates' former manager, is also involved in that project. Jim, thanks for being here. Great to be here, John. Great to talk to you. Tell me about the Miracle League of Moon Township. It's just a great thing for these kids, and it's a wonderful opportunity for people to participate. Some people are a little less fortunate than others, and I think it's just a great opportunity for people to volunteer and to help out and put a smile on somebody's face. I've seen the field that they put out in Upper St. Clair. It's amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable. The way they construct these things, they have the ramps and everything for the kids. It takes a little stress off the parents. I think it's what Pittsburgh's all about. It's just a great thing. It'll serve Montour, West Allegheny, Moon, Sewickley, Weirton, Steubenville, Beaver County, and surrounding communities. Approximately 100 to 200 children will be eligible to participate, and it'll also serve adults with special needs. So it's a great cause. And if you'd like to see how you can help, maybe donate some money, check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. Miraclesinmoon.org. We'll be right back. Regenerate me. Regenerate me. Please regenerate me. 
Why suffer with joint pain? Regenerate Me Pittsburgh invites you to come and hear about a new treatment that offers more potential than stem cell therapy. Now open in Bethel Park, their certified medical professionals offer advanced biological therapies, also known as ABT. Come enjoy a weekly catered lunch or dinner event and hear how a full recovery is possible without surgery or drugs at regeneratewithabt.com. That's regeneratewithabt.com. It is a horrible scenario, but it happens. Dennis writes about his wife. She was diagnosed with leukemia. In fact, she's a two-time survivor. And in the midst of all that, they ran up over a million dollars in medical bills. Thankfully, they're MediShare members. And Dennis says they are so thankful for that, how others came together to meet their needs. And that's how so many MediShare members feel. This is not health insurance. It's different. You don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. And like Dennis found out, it just works. So if you join MediShare, not only do you save a lot of money, the typical family saves about 500 bucks a month, but you know where your money's going each month. You're helping people. And if the time should come, they'll be helping and even praying for you. So yes, it's different. And as more than 400,000 people now know when it comes to healthcare costs, different is beautiful. Find out more. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 671 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. High school football games start tonight, and by Monday, just about every kid will be back in school, which means summer vacation is over. Summer vacation used to mean lots of time spent outside playing games, going swimming, and you wonder how many kids spent most of the summer inside this uh, this summer in the air conditioning looking at their cell phones, their smartphones, I should say. And I, I've seen several articles about how smartphones and social media are robbing kids of a real childhood Gene Twangy is a professor of psychology at San Diego State and the author of iGen, Why Today's Super-Connected Kids Are Growing Up Less Rebellious, More Tolerant, Less Happy, and Completely Unprepared for Adulthood. She joins us now. Jane, thanks for being here. Thank you. So, uh, cell phones and social media have been around long enough that it would seem like we should already have adults in our midst uh, you know, who who don't know what it's like not to have a smartphone. How are they doing? We So we do. Those are the young adults of iGen. So the oldest iGeners were born 1995. So they are 24. Um, so our youngest young adults have already had these experiences of spending their entire adolescence in the age of the smartphone and virtually mandatory use of social media as high school students. They are showing uh, unprecedented rates of depression, as are teenagers. That was not showing up just five or six years ago. And um, so, and you're a psychologist, so you you uh, work with kids who have this problem. I'm assuming. Um, what is there? A, I know. I don't think cure is the right word, but how do you how do you treat them? 
Well, um, I'm, I, I don't do therapy, but okay. I do a lot of um, talks with um, high school students, middle school students, and their parents, and we discuss just how to find a balance with technology. So one of the first things that we talk about is no phones, no devices, in the bedroom overnight after lights out. That includes adults as well. Uh, it's just too tempting to pick up the phone and look at it in the middle of the night, uh, too distracting to have it going off, um, even if it's on vibrate. We really need to preserve our sleep by not having devices interfere with it. Um, and has, has it gotten to the point that kids prefer communicating with the written word by text to actually talking to other humans? For a lot of them, yes. And if you look at what they say about how they spend their time, sure enough, iGen teens are much less likely to get together with their friends face-to-face than teens were just 10 years ago. So they're spending a lot less time hanging out with their friends, going to parties, driving around in cars, all the stuff teens used to do, and much more time on social media and gaming and watching videos online. And I I mean, I, I've, I don't know if I've actually witnessed it, but I've heard people talking about how they will, they've been known to text each other when they're in the same room. I mean, and not necessarily doing it like as a secret, you know, but uh, to, as a private conversation that they don't want other people in the room to hear, but just instead of actually talking, they text back and forth. Yeah, isn't it remarkable to see people sitting right next to each other and they're not talking to each other? Instead, they're texting or posting on Instagram. And that's it's becoming increasingly common. Um, it's more common among teens, but there's certainly plenty of adults who have that phone in their hand all the time, too, and feel more comfortable sending a text than talking on the phone. Wow. Um, and um, you wrote that you could pinpoint the year when things started to change, 2012. What, so what happened that year? 2012 was the first year that the majority of Americans owned a smartphone. It was also right around the time that social media use moved from being optional to virtually mandatory among high school students. Because 2009, only about half of high school students were on social media sites every day. And it's now about 85% who are on social media sites every day. And, um, And then that's the problem. That uh, it's um, it's an, it's an epidemic, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's it's rampant. Maybe that's a better word. Well, and the most distressing thing is that we have an epidemic of mental health issues among teens and young adults. So it may be caused by technology. It may not. But no matter what the cause is, this is something we need to be very concerned about, that rates of depression and self-harm and suicide began to spike around 2012 and have just continued to go up year after year. Now, um, you're aware of it because you're a psychologist and you obviously you study it, you research it, you go around the country talking about it, and you're on the radio talking about it. But how many parents are aware of it or are looking out for it at this point? How many, how many of them are... Um, are aware that this is a, this could be a major problem for their kids. You know, it really runs the gamut. I talk to a lot of parents who are extremely concerned about this issue, who uh, really try to limit their kids' time, uh, are really uh, worried about kids who are spending too much time uh, looking at a screen and not enough time interacting uh, with the so-called real world. Um, then there's other parents who throw up their hands and say, hey, this is just the way kids are now, and that's how they live now, and I really like my phone, too, and we're just going to roll with it. Um, and I think, you know, probably better to have some concern. It doesn't mean we need to take phones away. Uh, it just means limiting use, making reasonable rules and regulations about no phones in the bedroom. Let's not be looking at them within an hour of bedtime so we can get a good wind down before sleep. And, you know, let's spend about two hours a day or less of leisure time on devices to leave enough time for things like talking to each other face-to-face, getting out and exercising, and all that other good stuff. And, you know, if, if 2012 is the year that you've um, targeted there is when it changed, that, that means that, to me, that, uh, that there are a lot, that the parents, if you were a parent in 2012, then you were old enough to have not, to have spent part of your life without cell phones or without all this technology, without even social media. So has there been another generation uh, that has had such a stark difference between how they grew up and how their kids are growing up? A lot of people have commented on that. Um, So parents like me, often Gen Xers who have iGen kids, we are digital parenting pioneers. 
we have this big gap between what our experience was like as children and teenagers and what our kids' experience is like. And it can lead to big gaps in understanding. Even though, you know, plenty of Gen Xers really love their phones too, they didn't have that experience growing up. And they don't always realize just how different their kids' experiences are. And that can be really tough. It can be tough to think, well, you know, I don't know what this is like, so maybe I shouldn't be putting these limits on. Um, then on the other hand, some parents are like, hey, you know, this isn't the way I was raised. I don't like it. Um, so I think either way, the right answer just comes in, you know, with those reasonable limits. Yeah, now I'm a baby boomer, and so my parents uh, watched me sitting in front of the TV, and I, I, they probably thought that, you know, my brain was rotting because I watched TV too much. So has every generation had something like this, that, uh, or is this just more intense well, it's some of both. So this is different from TV because it's portable. Mm-hmm. It can go into social situations. It goes into school. Um, and it's just so pervasive because the average amount of time teens watch TV has never exceeded more than two and a half hours. But the amount of time they're spending on devices overall now probably is more like eight hours a day of, of leisure time. So that's just a lot more time. However, TV isn't completely off the hook. It really is correlated with negative outcomes, too, like um, depression and uh, intellectual development sometimes being compromised. So when they said that your brain was rotting if you watched too much TV, they were right. So just because it was said before doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. Now, I watched a documentary last week on the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people gathered there, and I thought about how much different it would have been for everybody there if they all had a video camera and or a, a smartphone, obviously. And so I've been saying for a while, uh, Jane, that, um, I, you know, that my, the, the, uh, the, the days when uh, people were equipped, every person on the planet almost is equipped with a video camera, may be looked upon as the beginning of the end of human civilization. <laughs> Might I be overact, uh, overreacting a little bit on that? I don't know. I think, you know, the video the video technology in some ways is the least of the evils, you know. As, as long as we're still interacting with each other, if we want to take a little video every once in a while, that's fine. That's cool to look back on. Uh, but I do agree that if you're just having an experience through the lens of that phone as you're taking video and you're not actually having the experience, yeah, that can be a problem. Well, I mean, you've seen it, I'm sure. If, if, that, if you saw the pictures of Woodstock... If this, if 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 the same equipment had existed back then, instead of watching people, instead of seeing people watching a concert and sitting there enjoying the music, you would see everybody with their cell phone in the air taking a picture of it, as if it's uh, you're not. It didn't happen unless you have video of it. Yeah, I know, and and I I think there again the key is balance. You know, sure, do that a little bit, but then maybe for a minute or two, then put it away and soak in the experience. Do um. Do smartphones um, also keep teenagers out of the kind of trouble that I might have gotten into a million years ago? They kind of do. Um, There's a bunch of cultural trends pushing in that direction. Kids just grow up more slowly than they used to in terms of what they do with their time. So they are less likely to have their driver's license or go out without their parents or have a paid job or have sex or drink alcohol. So in a lot of ways, they are safer physically than previous generations were. But it's not because they're more or less mature, more or less responsible. It's because they're simply taking longer to grow up. And the smartphone plays a role in that because it tends to keep them at home. And um, are, are, how many kids are addicted to their phones to the point that they, they need an intervention, like from a, you know, from a drug addiction? Well, there's plenty of adults who fall into that category, too. And we don't have great numbers on that. Um, I, I can tell you that in some of the big surveys, about one out of ten teens is spending 40 hours a week or more on any one digital activity, say gaming or social media. So, you know, it's not 1%. It's one out of 10 who are spending the length of a full-time job on just one type of activity. And what what would the difference be between boys and girls and, and their, I'm talking about teenage boys and girls, and their, uh, what they are likely to be, what screen they're looking at and what they're doing with what device? Well, on average, boys are more likely to be gaming. Girls are more likely to be on social media. And, of Mm -hmm. course, there's exceptions to that. Um, It might be one of the reasons why those mental health trends uh, worsening over time, that those trends are much um, more pronounced and 
uh, problematic for girls than for boys because gaming is can be interactive. A lot of boys, when they play games, they're talking to their friends and interacting. They have some real-time interaction, and it may uh, potentially not have as big of a negative impact as social media, which is more curated. Girls are comparing themselves to other people's more glamorous lives and more glamorous bodies, and there's a lot of cyberbullying. And and I think the the uh, video games uh, are competitive too, which boys tend to are are seem to be drawn more to than girls are. Um, and so that re- if you're competing with somebody, then it requires another person to be involved. Well, social media is very competitive as well, especially for girls. It's just they compete over something that they, frankly, don't have as much volition over, which is how attractive their bodies are, as opposed to being able to develop a skill by playing a game. Wow. Now, and um, what would happen if the schools prohibited cell phones anywhere in the school building during school hours? Just because uh, I'm, I'm stunned... Obviously, I went to school a thousand years ago, but I, I, I'm stunned that they even let kids walk around in the, in the building with a, with a smartphone. I, I don't, it's, it just makes no sense to me. And I, I agree, and most schools do allow that, especially among high school students. So you asked what would happen. Well, two things. We'd have less distraction in the classroom and more learning, and a virtual miracle would occur. Kids would actually talk to each other during lunch, mm-hmm. which would be wonderful for them developing the social skills they're going to need for their workplace lives in the future. Yeah, uh, uh, my uh, grandson told me a story a couple of years ago um, where uh, two uh, high school kids, they were uh, he, they were probably like juniors or seniors. He was like a freshman then. They were older kids, but he was in the cafeteria, and a kid came running into the cafeteria and just started pounding on another kid. And what had happened was that the kid in the cafeteria texted the kid in another room somewhere, and that started the fight from, you know, two or three floors away. That's something that didn't happen before smartphones and texting. Well, uh, kids are fortunately fighting with each other physically less than they used to, but they are interacting via text and cyberbullying and saying negative things to each other in that way more often. And if... if to, to say to a kid, uh, I'm taking your, your smartphone away for a week, w- it, would that be the same as trying to say to somebody, uh, you can't have a drink to an alcoholic, you're, you're not going to drink for a week, and just trying to, and making them quit cold turkey? Probably. And I, I'm also not in favor of that because especially once kids are driving, there's a lot of very practical things they need their phones for, like the maps function. Um, It's more, there should be limits. And fortunately, Apple, for example, now um, gives parents the ability to limit their kids' use. They can say you can use maps as much as you want, but you can only text a certain amount of time per day. You can only use Snapchat a certain amount of time per day. They can set those limits within their kid's phone instead of, say, having to hover over them, which isn't going to work. We're talking to Jane Twangy. She is a, uh, I'm sorry, Jean Twangy is a professor of psychology at San Diego State and the author of iGen, Why Today's Super Connected Kids Are Growing Up Less Rebellious, More Tolerant, Less Happy, and Completely Unprepared for Adulthood. That last part there, uh, Jean, completely unprepared for adulthood. Uh, that's, not a, that's not good for the future, is it? Well, you know, there's trade-offs to everything, and although there's some real benefits for kids growing up more slowly, it also means that they are arriving at college or in the workplace without as much experience with independence and decision-making. So that's what that part of the subtitle refers to, that if, you know, just think back to graduating high school, and if you hadn't had a driver's license or gone out without your parents all that much, imagine trying to be an adult and make decisions and be independent. And that's just much harder because iGen teens have just not had as much experiences with those things. I have about a minute left here, and I'm up against a hard break. So does this lead to what some people uh, perceive as too much coddling of kids now? Because, uh, and I'm talking about older kids and teenage, late, you know, late teens and going into college. There's some of that. Um, I, you know, I usually hesitate to, to use that word, but I think it is true that there's a lot of helicopter parenting, that there's a lot of um, treating 18-year-olds as if they were 15, when what we need to be doing is preparing them for adulthood and independence. Gene, I appreciate you being on. I think we had you on once before, and uh, I like uh, being able to talk to somebody who studied this. I don't know that everybody understands how much of a problem it is, but thanks a lot. You're welcome. Okay, and we'll be right back. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Stocks plunged today on the worsening trade war with China and some harsh words from President Trump. Mr. Trump saying that he was hereby ordering American companies to immediately start looking for alternatives to operating in China. That was hours after Beijing had announced new trade sanctions on U.S. products. Correspondent George Bonzani reporting. Mr. Trump also said he would respond to Beijing's latest tariff increase later today. The president also said he was ordering UPS, Federal Express, and Amazon to block any deliveries from China of the powerful opioid drug fentanyl. The stocks of all three companies fell as traders tried to understand what the implications for them were. The Dow dropped some 623 points to close at 25,629. The Nasdaq dropping 240 with the S&P lower by 75. This is SRN News. Driving is freedom. The freedom to keep moving, to control your destiny, and to choose your path. And now, that freedom fits in the palm of your hand. It's called Ford Pass, the only app that gives you roadside assistance. Ford Pass rewards, and now when you buy or lease a new Ford, earn points you can use toward flexible complementary maintenance that gives you, well, more freedom. Ford Pass, built to keep you moving. Built Ford Proud. Visit your participating Ford dealership to find out about getting flexible complimentary maintenance when you buy or lease a new Ford and sign up for rewards. Roadside assistance is included for certain Ford owners and available to everyone for a per-service fee. Ford reserves the right to change program details without obligations. Visit your participating dealer or FordPassRewards.com for program rules and restrictions. Ford Pass, compatible with select smartphone platforms, is available via download. Joe Walsh has seen it all from the left. Christine Quinn is her name. Giving the Democrat view on abortion. When a woman gets pregnant, that is not a human being inside of her. It's part of her body. I've heard a lot. You heard her. It's not a human being. What What is it then? A fish? What is it? A pineapple? The Joe Walsh Radio Program. Weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Are you worried that the next market downturn could rob you of your wealth and your security? Are you concerned that your lifetime may last longer than your life savings? You don't have to be. For over 30 years, Gary Hunt has advocated for strong retirement principles, helping families in Allegheny and Westmoreland generate more income while protecting their retirement funds. And Gary now offers retirement-minded savers and investors a free book so you can better understand what it takes to structure a more stable, secure, and confident retirement. Call Gary Hunt and request your copy of Income Allocation. 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is. Closed. The new Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA. PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. The major tie-ups remaining on northbound 79, all jammed up from Mount Eba Road out to Lindsay Road. That's the exit for 528. It's an overturned truck inbound on the Parkway East. That's barely moving Forest Hills all the way to the county jail exit. That's an earlier vehicle fire. Westbound Fort Pitt Boulevard shut down with a broken water main. Wood Street to Stanwick Street, very heavy Parkway West. Your solid inbound 79 to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. 
pleasant this evening with some patchy clouds. will be clear and comfortably cool overnight. The low tonight, 55. Tomorrow, a beautiful-looking start to the weekend. Mostly sunny, comfortably warm, high 75. Mainly clear tomorrow night, low 56. And another nice day for Sunday, mostly sunny. Again, low humidity, high 77 degrees. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, lots of strong candidates this week, but after several hours of deliberation, the staff here at AM 1250, the answer has decided on Matt Haney. He's on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, and he was quoted in the story about this, so he gets the award, and as upsetting as that may be to the other supervisors, Matt and his crew decided that they didn't want to hurt criminals' feelings anymore, so they will no longer be referring to criminals as criminals or felons. Actual, so felon is the word they won't be using, but of course, felon means criminal, and no, in San Francisco, they'll, they'll now be referred to as a formerly incarcerated person. Which, of course, is also a criminal. Because if you've been incarcerated, that would mean you committed a crime. And if you commit a crime, that makes you a criminal. Matt Haney said, quote, We don't want people to be forever labeled for the worst things that they've done. Of course, if you're labeled uh, a formerly incarcerated person, what else could you have done in your life that didn't require you to be incarcerated that would have been worse? You've been labeled just with a multisyllabic word, which doesn't make it seem so bad, I guess. And a juvenile delinquent, by the way, will now be known as a young person impacted by the juvenile system. Again, that means juvenile delinquent. Now, I hate to put a label on Matt Haney that's going to stick with him for the rest of his life. And we did consider calling it the person who did an inexplicable thing of the week. But even with the extra syllables, that doesn't work. So, sorry, Matt Haney is the Windows or Us Jerk of the Week, and we're not going to try to find a nicer word. So if you're a jerk, you're a jerk. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. It is Friday. We've got about uh, 20 minutes left in the week. And, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't have a guest here, so if you want to give me a call, let's try it. 844-302-1250. Anything you want to ask me or talk about, ask me. Throw it at me. Uh, Comment on. Um, We don't take phone calls a lot here, as you've noticed. Maybe that's one of the things you like about the show. But I have had people uh come up to me on the street and ask me why i don't take more phone calls and i i just not the kind of show i'm doing where i'm taking surveys and asking for calls but it doesn't mean i wouldn't uh like to talk to you so 844-302-1250 but i here's here's my first item of stupidity and this is the celebrities uh the so-called celebrities and entertainment people and hollywood people and you know movie stars singers just entertainers in general they tend to take themselves a little bit too seriously. And one of the reasons might be uh, that other people give them reason to by acting like they're more, by, by um, letting it be known that they are uh, believed to be extra special when they're not. Miley Cyrus uh, would fall under that category. Uh, she, I don't, I, and I wouldn't go across the street to see her if she were performing. I've not seen that much. I've seen more uh, pictures of her making an idiot of herself, sticking her tongue out and rolling around and doing things like that than I've actually heard her sing. Um, uh, Aaron, is she any? Is she a good singer? Uh, no, she's just average. She, she's just average. She's just average. Yeah. Okay. No, no. So she <laughs> she uh, as uh, someone once said, she sings about as well as every fourth person in the phone book. Would that would she qualify there? Anyway, uh, this person who could have qualified for uh, Jerk of the Week, Marcy Bianco. I'm just going to read what she has said. First of all, the headline is, Miley Cyrus's split with Liam Hemsworth isn't just celebrity gossip, it's a blow to the patriarchy. And no, it isn't. It's a split with Liam Hemsworth, who, by the way, I have no idea who that is. I'm sure I've seen him and I would know him if I saw him, but the name means nothing to me. 
Um, but this is what this person um, writes about. Uh, Marcy Bianco writes about it. She says, over the past week, an assortment of trending stories from Jeffrey Epstein to the Dayton and El Paso mass shooters to Miley Cyrus's separation and Julianne Hoff's declaration that she's, quote, not straight, together have laid bare the strictures of an American patriarchy on the edge of a nervous breakdown. As the status quo, as the status quo, heterosexuality is just not working. Let's 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 just say that again. As the status quo, heterosexuality is just not working. That's what she wrote. Now, what is she basing that on? Do you think that she might that there's a chance she might be living in a bubble out there somewhere in in Hollywood? Heterosexuality is just not working. If that's true, uh, I'm thinking that the human race might be a little bit of, of a uh, problem here. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll continue to read this. We have a caller. Scott, hold on. I'll get to you in just a second. Men, this is what she writes. Men continue, not just some men or lots of men, men continue to coerce, harass, rape and kill girls and women and go to extreme lengths to avoid responsibility for their actions. On the other side of the issue, girls and women are challenging heterosexuality and even absconding from it altogether. Do you have any stats on that? About how many women are doing it and how many men are doing it? And framed differently, men need heterosexuality to maintain their societal dominance over women. Women, on the other hand, are increasingly realizing not only that they don't need heterosexuality, but it is also often the bedrock of their global oppression. There you go. It's just not working out. Last thing here. Historically, uh, women have been conditioned to believe that heterosexuality is natural or innate, just as they have been conditioned to believe that their main purpose is to make babies, and if they fail to do so, they are condemned as not real or as bad women. By whom? Do you know anybody that condemns a woman for not being real or being bad if she doesn't have any kids? You, you don't. You just. You don't get to write stuff like this without backing it up with something. I guess you do because she did it for NBC.com. By the way, that's where this comes from. Anyway, let's go to uh, the Scott in Plum. Thanks for calling, Scott. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay, I think I have a solution to this: getting uh, the men out of the women's sports by saying. Okay. I identify as a female. Yeah, I, as I understand it, they don't need a doctor's note or anything. They just no. have to say I identify as a female. I don't know what Why a doctor's say, note would say. Go ahead. Well, I have no idea yeah. either. If they're getting surgery or there's a change. Yeah. So why not say, if we get a group of women to say, I identify as a 12-year-old, put together a team to win the World Little League World Series. <laughs> uh, they Well, you know, you can come up with all kinds of examples of that. I have a very simple solution. I've mentioned it here a couple of times, uh, and I, I wrote a column about it, actually, uh, at TribLive.com, where you can find my column. I, I said, okay. it's, it's, re- it's real simple, Scott. If you, if you are a parent, or if you, the, first of all, the girls themselves should do it, but, you know, some of these are young girls, so maybe they don't, they're not to that point where they feel confident enough to do something like this. But the parents, mm-hmm. the par- all, all, all that has to happen is, this happened in Connecticut where they had the two uh, males setting records and winning a bunch of sprints and everything up there in high school track. The, when the girls, uh-huh. and, the, and the one girl is suing as, because she finished out of the regionals, which meant that she wasn't able to go and, and perform in front of scouts where she could have gotten a scholarship. Uh, it's real simple. You see two guys show up who are obviously not women, not females, and if you're the rest of the girls, if there's one guy there who everybody knows is going to win, don't run. Because because the whole point of the sport has been defeated. Because it's supposed to be a competition, especially when you get to the level where it's you know a state championship or a regional or something like that. That's supposed to be the best people you know based on their performance over a season of that sport. And... Uh, and it's supposed to be a good competition by the time you get to the end where it's supposed to be a level playing field. Just don't, just don't run. And, and, and when you get to the meet and you see a person who's not of your gender is going to be racing against you and you have no chance of beating him, just don't run. And the parents need to stand up and do the same thing. Let the kid run by himself and just walk away. Because it's all, because well, the, his, 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 his um, appearance in the, in the event 
his his uh, taking part in the competition has ruined it already. It's it's a stupid, idiotic competition that's not that doesn't have anything to do with sports. So just don't run. Yeah, but you just said the key word. You said parents. You get some bunch of eighteen year olds to win the Little League World Series, saying I identify as a twelve year old. Now you got the parents behind you. Well, yeah, but they. I hear, I agree, but they should be behind these girls too. It's just, what you're saying is no more ridiculous than some kid showing up to race against uh, a guy showing up to race against girls. It's idiotic. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks, Scott. That's Thanks. What I thought of, right. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I. Yes, I mean, okay, we we've been talking about that for a while here. At least I've mentioned it, and I've mentioned as I said in a column. Um, it isn't that complicated. If you if you had a um, a, a kid playing on a team, a, a baseball team, and you showed up, and there was a you know your and your kid is twelve years old, and he's supposed to be playing little league, and you show up to play in the championship game, and um, the other team shows up with a kid who's sixteen years old, who's going to be the pitcher that day, which means everybody's going to strike out, and you're not going to have a real game. Nobody would put up with that for two seconds. So why would you put up with it if if uh, you show up for a girls' track meet and a a guy, a boy, is there and and he's already set records and everybody knows that these girls, even though they're some of the best in the state, as as happened in Connecticut, they're not. They're, it's not going to work. This kid isn't. Nobody's going. Nobody can beat him. So uh, it's it it just defeats the whole idea of, of what a sport and what a competition is supposed to be. And if you um, and if you put up with it, then you you don't know anything about sports. Nobody who has any clue about sports would be in favor of that. And uh, by the way, I should say that we've contacted two local uh, um, members of the House of Representatives, um, Mike Doyle and Connor Lamb, who both voted for the um, for the Equality Act, which will make it illegal to prevent boys from competing against girls in high school. And neither one of them has the guts to return our... our well, we got one response that said uh, that Mike Doyle does not have any statement on that right now, which is no statement. So neither one of them have the guts or the actually the need to respond. Mike Doyle's going to be running uh, probably unopposed again. So he would get elected. If, if he ran down the street naked, he'd still get elected. So um, that's... That's a waste of time, but I'm just telling you that because I've been trying to get somebody to answer this. Let's go to Elaine in Homestead. You're on the air. Go ahead, Elaine. Hi, John. Hi. Oh, that's, that's par for the course for liberals. The reason I called, dear, is I try to tune in every day to catch your show, and today, unfortunately, I only tuned in five minutes ago, and I caught part of the subject. Mm-hmm. My question to you, sir, is um, isn't there or shouldn't there be mandatory law that these people, these males that claim to be female and they've had some cosmetic surgery done and hormones, mandatory DNA testing. Your DNA does not change. If you're no. a male, you're a male, and that no. disqualifies them. No, it doesn't. It doesn't disqualify them because the physical part is not is irrelevant. doesn't matter what your equipment is, what your DNA is. Uh, that, see, that, that scientifically, it, it, that does not jive. No, that doesn't matter. It's, it does. Well, now scientists will tell you they that... They have it, more muscle. Even do, if they're giving harm, they still have... Elaine, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, that makes You're making way too much sense. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't matter. That's the whole point. They, if, if, if you identify as a female, it doesn't matter what you look like, what uh, what your DNA is, what your name is, how much... Uh, forget it. I'll stop there. And... Uh, and that's uh, you're, you're, you get to compete against the girls, and that's the has stupidity that we're cha- dealing with. John, excuse me for interrupting. Has yeah. anybody challenged them, like oh, in yeah. court or something, that DNA should be at scientific well, proof? The DNA has nothing to do with it because they're not they're not basing it on anything physical. If you identify, if you identify as a woman, you're a woman. That's the they way it is. Yeah, they have a psychological problem. Well, there's no question. And, that, and that's, that's, that's what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats are out there. They are with a straight face telling you that, that there's something wrong with you right. if you don't agree with yeah. it. Thanks for your call, Elaine. You're Appreciate welcome. It. Bye-bye. And um, we'll be right back. We'll take a break now. I'll come back.
into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. I'm here with Miracle League of Moons, Mike McGulick. Mike, I understand donations have slowed a little bit. How's progress? A lot of progress since we last talked. Obviously, it's never as quick as you want it to be, but we're happy with where we're going to be coming into the summer. You've broken ground on the field house. Foundations are going in, but the playground's been delayed. What's the plan? We'll continue to fundraise. We have a lot of great support. The community likes the project, so we're confident we'll get there in time to have the playground up for next year. And remember, every dollar you give today goes directly to fund the building of this state-of-the-art field for the kids with special needs. It will be updated with ramping systems and different things so that individuals that have problems with their mobility will be able to get to the same spots that everyone else that easily can get to. Help keep the project on track. Visit miraclesinmoon.org with your donation today. Mike, as always, wish you good luck with this project. We'll be following it and you keep us updated, okay? I will. Thanks for all the support and Pittsburgh, thanks for helping. Give now at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. Sponsored by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today, but now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to Stag fans everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. There's even a great body pillow, perfect if you happen to be a side sleeper, regularly $89.99, but with promo code STAG, you can get one today for only $20. $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow, for only $29.99. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-715-8087 for these great radio specials. That's 800-716-8087 or MyPillow.com, promo code Stag. Driving is freedom. The freedom to keep moving, to control your destiny, and to choose your path. And now, that freedom fits in the palm of your hand. It's called Ford Pass, the only app that gives you roadside assistance. Ford Pass rewards, and now when you buy or lease a new Ford, earn points you can use toward flexible complementary maintenance that gives you, well, more freedom. Ford Pass. Built to keep you moving. Built Ford proud. Visit your participating Ford dealership to find out about getting flexible complimentary maintenance when you buy or lease a new Ford and sign up for rewards. Roadside assistance is included for certain Ford owners and available to everyone for a per-service fee. Ford reserves the right to change program details without obligations. Visit your participating dealer or FordPassRewards.com for program rules and restrictions. Ford Pass, compatible with select smartphone platforms, is available via a download. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, how about we finish with a little more sports here. Uh, it's the Olympics, and uh, Christine Brennan of USA Today, um, she's, a, she's a raving liberal, and she's a, pretty, she's a good writer. Uh, she's had some good pieces I've seen, but uh, she's very liberal. And her, the, the headline on this is, Keep 2020 Olympians Away from Trump Until After the Election. She says there should be no... White House visit immediately after the Tokyo Olympics um, because Trump uh, and the terrible distraction it will be to America's athletes. Uh, and, you know, this, here's the point well, I want to get to here. She, the, the media, and, and her specifically in this case, they just make statements as if they're, they're just true statements. And they, they, they write this piece for something like USA Today. She doesn't realize that there were like 60 million people who voted for Trump and still like him. 
And the Republicans, he has an approval rating of, what, 95% among Republicans? So I don't know. I mean, you want to you want to inject politics in, that's fine. I do it all the time. But if you think that it's they write these things and they, they say these things, and they're said in a way that, uh, that, they're, that, that you get the impression that they don't believe that there's another side to the story. Uh, he says some of these, she says, I should say, some of these athletes have understandably and uh, courageously spoken out against Trump, a man who has used racist, anti-Muslim and anti-Semitic language, has uh, bragged about sexually assaulting women and has mocked a, chair, a, a uh, disabled person among the many insults uh, and taunts. None of that is true. Not one of the things she said there is true. I don't know of anything anti-Semitic that he said. He didn't say anything anti-Muslim, and uh, and he never bragged about sexually assaulting anybody. But that's not that ha- you can't write a story about Trump without throwing that stuff in there. The only thing she forgot to mention there is that he's talked about how much he liked Nazis, neo-Nazis. That's another one that they use all the time, which isn't true. So I, you know, the Olympics used to be a lot more fun when the USSR was involved, and you had the evil Russians and the evil Russian Empire and and all that. Now the Olympics have become kind of boring anyway. And and you know what? If it's going to be like the soccer, uh, the world the World Cup with people taking a knee, and the the uh, what was it? Where was it? The uh, the fence the fencing guy the fencer he took a knee not too long ago. I don't know what the competition was there. I forget. I wouldn't watch it if I were in prison. But it's fencing. But um, when you get, if you're going to have that stuff going on, just forget about it. It's supposed to be about you're proud to, to to perform and win for your country. And if you don't think any of that matters, if you don't like the patriotism, uh, the the patriotic part of it with the flags and the national anthems and all that, don't don't participate. It's not meant to be um, a platform for you to uh, let everybody in the world know how disappointed you are with who's the president right now. Just don't go. And um, so I don't care if they have the Olympics, actually. Good chance I won't see much of it. But um, Christine Brennan, you know, doesn't have a clue. And she just says this stuff as though everybody agrees. Been a great week. Erin Byrne back from vacation. She actually told me she enjoyed this week more than her cruise last week. That just shows you what kind of guy I am. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.